0: Hello, everyone, welcome to the Accepted Authority. I'm Andy Marmont. And I'm Greg Roworth. And as always, we are talking about how to attract your ideal clients and build a more valuable consultant business. Each week, we talk about attracting and converting premium clients consistently and predictably by sharing our own experiences and mistakes as business owners and consultants. And today, we are going to talk specifically about how to attract our ideal clients using content. And we've each had ways and mistakes and things that work for us. So we'd love to uh, go a bit more of a deep dive into how we do that. So uh, what do you reckon, Greg? Good place to start. Yeah, sounds great and uh, very topical. Um, I was just talking to one of my
1: clients this week about content and, um, you know, particularly, you um, you know, using content on LinkedIn, which is a pretty major um, vehicle for consultants to appear in and, you know, to be promoting themselves. And, um, you know, what I see as far as content goes, there are lots of different types of content that um, consultants are posting on LinkedIn. You know, often it's a share of someone else's um, quotes or um I share someone else's stories, um, which are okay to give you a bit of a presence, but I think the best sort of content is um, what I call positioning content rather than information. And and, perhaps, yeah, and you might like to um, reflect on this as well, but what I see one of the major mistakes that consultants make when you know, putting out content it is it's more promotional or informational mm. rather than positioning mm. um, so I can expand on that a bit further but yeah let, you know, perhaps reflect on that first from your own perspective.
0: Yeah totally and uh, I'm working with a, a client this week and we've, we've built out their, um, their content for the next six weeks and mm-hmm. um, one of the things that I noticed is that a lot of the initial ideas was all around the product, <clears throat> so talk mm-hmm. about the product. And but as we know that that's a lot of a lot of consultants will talk about their product as opposed to as we always say on the t- authority people buy outcomes, they don't buy the yeah. services. So I think that having that balance, you know, it's okay to talk about your products, but probably having a balance, maybe every you know every two two out of every ten posts could relate to, you know, your business, but you need to also balance that with talking about things that are meaningful to to your ideal clients and, you know, maybe sharing some lessons and sharing some stories and, and just getting some thought provoking content out there. So uh, it's not to say that obviously we're on LinkedIn to, uh, to connect and to build relationships with our ideal clients. So we don't want to shy away from the fact that we're there to, there is a little bit of promotion, but, I think balancing that with the idea that, as you say, Greg, we we want to position ourselves as authority, and the stuff that we put out is going to be relevant mm. and meaningful to our premium prospects.
1: That's right, and I think just to explain the distinction I have between positioning and promotion, um, promotion is you know, about putting ourselves out there and being seen, um, so that perhaps when potential clients think of um, needing a service provider, then they've seen our promotions and will think of us. Um, Positioning, from my perspective, is all about enhancing our profile as the accepted authority in our field uh, Mm -hmm. and really giving people a, a perspective that we are the standouts in what we do, you know? So when, when they think of, um, you know, who's the best one to solve their problem, you know, they will automatically think of us. Now, you know, there's two elements to that. You know, one is when we're promoting ourselves, we're really relying on someone to think, well, they need our service. But when we're positioning ourselves, as the expert, it's more about positioning ourselves Mm -hmm. as a solver of a problem. Mm -hmm. So it's not about the service we provide, but Mm -hmm. it's about the problem we solve. So when we're positioned as the authority in solving a particular problem, the client doesn't necessarily have to be thinking about needing a service. We're we're actually entering the conversation um, with our client a long way back in that buyer's journey. Um, And we can become the authority in helping people understand what their problem is, understand what the best solution is. And when we get to that point, they automatically want us to help them solve the problem. Whereas on the promotion side, the buyer has to go through that buyer's journey almost on their own to get to the point where they recognize they need a service. And then we hope they'll come to us because of the promotion. So positioning is a much more powerful concept than promotion-type content. Um, So, yeah,
0: Um, any thoughts on that? Yeah, I love that. I love that, Greg. It's so powerful once you start thinking like that. It's certainly changed the way that I've approached, you know, marketing and particularly in, in consulting. But I think something that that which sort of adds to your point, Greg, about you, we're playing the long game here. Yes, we want to attract the people that are ready, but it's a long game. Is that we know? You know, research has told us that out of every hundred prospects, fifty are never going to buy from you. It doesn't matter how good you are; they're just not in the market. It's just not. It's just not the right space. Uh, however, forty-three to forty-eight percent. You know, would be interested in the next three to eight, three to twelve months. So there's potential buyer intent, but it won't be for a period of time. And then what we know is there's anywhere from two to five percent who are ready to buy right now. So yep. the idea of what we're doing is we're building, and we're, we're we're looking to attract those people that are ready to buy. But primarily, the purpose of what we call top of the funnel content, or when we, you know, attraction content. Is to build awareness for who we are and what we stand for and our authority, which is what you're talking about, and that's really where um, your marketing engine needs to focus. You know, the leads will come, and they'll they'll come in they'll come in in phases. It won't. It's not like putting up an ad, which I think is a wow. common mistake that I've seen. Uh, speaking wow. to consultants, certainly the last sort of five or six months, is that they come to me and they say, "Andy, you know, I've." I've been advised to put up an ad on LinkedIn and it's gotten it's done nothing for me. I sort of think, yeah. well, of course, you know, that's exactly right. It's not going to work for you because that's not how people buy in consulting. People want to know you and build that relationship with you. And then when they're ready, they can have a conversation. It's strategic, you know, it's a strategic sales process. So exactly yeah. what you're saying. exactly what you're saying, Greg. And I think yeah. one of the things I'd like to explore is. You, you, you're, you've been doing web. You've been running webinars, and you, you ran one last week. I'd love you to share mm. how that went, but also how you use a tactic like webinars to build awareness and build some authority for your uh, your yeah. ideal prospects.
1: Yeah, well, thanks, Sandy. That's a great topic to talk about because you now webinars are a really effective way to um, engage people in the content in a way that. They are involved in the, the discussion rather than you know just reading or watching a video, and uh, so you know a live webinar where you have interaction. Uh, and you know the way I run my webinar may be a lot different to how many people run it, where it's not just an information dump, and you're hoping that people you know on the webinar might you know, have some interaction through the chat, you know. Um, to me, um, well, let me take it back a step you know, and talk about that information dump. One of the biggest mistakes I see consultants making um, with content is providing information, you know, whether it's a webinar or whether it's a post on LinkedIn or whatever it is. It's, you know, it's about providing information. So topics like you know, the five ways to or you know, the seven keys to you know, whatever that you're leading to. Um, I think used to be valuable content in the past because you're displaying your knowledge and, and yes. um, you know, people can see that you, you're knowledgeable. The problem now is that there's just so much of that type of content mm-hmm. around that, you know, there's seven, seven articles on the seven best ways to <laughs> <laughs> whatever it is. It doesn't matter. Just Google you know, seven best ways too, and you'll see pages full of articles around whatever the topic is. So, you know, when we provide information type content, I think for us now, it's just adding to the noise. You know, it's the white noise out there. There's so much information. People don't need you to provide information. They can go on Google, as we said, and find it easily for free. So the difference in... Doing a webinar means you can actually have a discussion with people, and uh, and well, you know, I, I called my webinar not an information dump but an intervention, um, mm-hmm. where I could really dig into the problems that individual people on the webinar are, are having, and because um, you know, everyone has the same problems, <laughs> you know, with a target market, that's the benefit of really targeting and honing in on a specific target market is they all have the same problems so yeah. what's relevant to one person on the webinar is relevant to everyone mm-hmm. so you can really um, open up that webinar in a very interactive way sure go through you know some a framework which is what I did um, yeah. yeah, a framework that you're talking about but uh, at each point of you know, discussion of that framework, I invited people to talk about their experience and their challenges there. And so, you know, that made it very real and interactive Mm. and people got the chance to express themselves Mm. and and have feedback on their specific problem. And, Mm. you know, the feedback for one was relevant to everyone. So it became, you know, more than an information dump or, you know, ability to promote myself, it became, um, a process where I've already started consulting with yes. people on the webinar. I'm already part of their thinking process now mm-hmm. about how to solve their problem. You know, and I've got them to the point where they're thinking about their problem, recognising that you know, maybe it is a deeper and a more impactful problem than they might have even thought about, or they know it's a problem but they don't know what the solution mm-hmm. is. So helping them in a real um, tangible way through the webinar in a way helps them change their beliefs about the problem. And I think just to finalise this part of the discussion is that when we present content, it shouldn't be about presenting information. It should be about changing people's beliefs so that they respond with I've got to do something about this
0: Yes, that's a really, uh, thanks, Greg. That I, I think that the idea of webinar has been around for so long, but oh. as you say, people now, and if we think about you listening or watching on this call and you have a firm that's in say management consulting, maybe it's technology or software or HR, and you're considering how do we run these information sessions or these webinars? So what we're saying there, Greg, is probably structure it more around a problem Mm-hmm. and make it more interactive. Yes, use, use a framework to provide context, maybe highlight the, the reasons why it's such a problem and mm-hmm. maybe some sort of solutions, not deep, obviously, because that's your solution. Mm-hmm. But you want to yeah. get a bit of interaction and make people feel like they're exploring it together as opposed to just going and being sold to direct down the line, which is obviously the... Yeah. 2019 style. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah. No, great summary
1: of, of the process. Absolutely. Got it in one.
0: And maybe with just with that, you know, the webinar, because I think again, it's really relevant to our audience who are, are watching or mm. listening. Um, if we talk about, so it's great to, to create a webinar and create a program. And that's really, mm. to be honest, that's the easy bit, but the hard bit mm. is actually getting, getting people in the door and, yeah, you know, something that, I mean, I've probably attended or or ran probably ten webinars in the last mm-hmm. two, two to two to three years, and yeah. I think the common thing for me is is uh, is that we complicate the advertising of the webinar, and we expect right. people just to sign up for it, and uh, mm-hmm. we we create a nice nice program, and it has some good images of some people and all the great things, yeah. but essentially like my takeaway to be able to get more people there is um, one tactic I love is what's called a spear email, which is um, S P E R. You know, it's really, it's, it's, it's short, it's very specific. It's very targeted and it's, there's not a lot happening. Essentially. We're just saying, you know, something like invitation. Hi, Greg. Uh We've got, you know, we've got, um, we've got a few people who are uh, gathered together to talk about problem X Would you like to join us, Greg? And that's essentially if we do it in that way, rather having a big, long sort of invitation. I found Mm -hmm. that you get up, you get sixty percent, seventy percent sort of reply response. Um, So if you are considering a webinar, then perhaps something like that could be a way. Like, don't overcomplicate it. Mm -hmm. Consider what it is, and then Mm -hmm. when you're doing your initial Mm -hmm. wave, just be you know be Mm -hmm. direct. Whether that's on LinkedIn and also on email, I've seen it work lots. I mean, is that how have you found getting success, getting people there, getting registered people? Yeah, um, well,
1: I think the relevant aspect of that and the, the spear email is very effective when you've already established a relationship with the yep. people on your list. Um, yep. So, yeah, I, I you know I see that most of the people who turned up to my webinar, I already mm. had, you know, they've been on my list for a while. They've Mm-hmm. Been exposed to previous content um, from me. They've, you know, they know me. Um, so the webinar is in like the next level um, mm-hmm. in building the relationship. Mm-hmm. And, and I think, you know, I see consultants, uh, you know, professionals making the mistake of trying to do things too quickly. And uh, you know, there there are lots of people on, you know, mm-hmm. on Facebook. Particularly, I see it. Where they're promoting, you know, create a webinar, you know, do Facebook ads to get people to the webinar, mm-hmm. and then try to sell them on the back end of the webinar. Mm-hmm. Um, that that model does work. You know, it, it used to work more effectively, but you know, webinars, you know, and that whole style has mm-hmm. you know, diminished in its um, impact because it's it is yeah. has been so prevalent, um, but. I think the mis- well you know that does work but the thing that that people don't talk about you know the the secret that the gurus don't want you to know <laughs> if we can use that terminology is that the facebook ads cost your fortune oh, yeah to get people you know and you know is the result you get from the webinar actually going to pay for the facebook ads <laughs> um so, you know, my yeah. perspective around this is marketing professional services is all about building a relationship of no like trust. Mm-hmm. and people don't buy your services until they've been through that process. They don't buy your services until they trust you. Mm-hmm. So if you're using that style of I mean it's almost a spammy style of marketing yeah. now, yeah. Of, yeah you know. Yeah. Sell you, sell well. You know, advertise a webinar, get you on a webinar, try to sell you something. I think people see through that, and that's why yeah. you know, there's a, a, a lot of resistance to webinars now. Mm. So, to me, building a relationship with someone before you invite them to a webinar, and building a relationship by adding value, you know, providing useful content that helps change people's beliefs rather than you know the information mm. style. You know, so they're getting a perspective or a perception of you as a thought leader mm-hmm. as as the ex, accepted authority before they get on the webinar you know so mm-hmm. the webinar is like that you know building a relationship you know getting closer to um, going steady yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty, yeah. you know, yeah. you, know less, you know we've had enough coffees and gone to see enough movies you know will you be my girlfriend you know, it's <laughs> almost like that stage of building a relationship, yeah. um, you know, come yeah. to the webinar and, and get to know me better and I can get to know you better. You know, and, and like that two-way webinar interaction um, yes. gives people the opportunity to do that. And So I think, you know, coming back That's to your, your question, yeah. that short email about here's what I've got to offer, are you interested, comes on the back of, you know, you've built a solid relationship of, you know, people know you, they mm-hmm. like you.
0: Now they want to. Yeah. think, Well, can I actually trust this person and, and you know go yes. to the next level? Fantastic, great. Well, I think that it's been a fan, it's been an excellent conversation. My, my sort of key takeaways around using content to uh, at the top of funnel or to build that build that awareness and build that authority. And first of all, is that you think about authority as, as opposed to promotional content. So change people's beliefs as opposed to ram your products down their throat. That's the first thing. I think the second thing is once you build that authority, things like webinars can be a real powerful tool. But in the webinar, you know, Greg suggests, and I totally agree, is make it make it more of a conversation where you're actually consulting in that space as opposed to just providing information and trying to sell off the back of it. Uh, that's certainly the case of itself. And then probably the last thing that I sort of took away is also consider how you then, uh, how you then market your your webinar or your information session. Remember that in the, in, a, in every 10 pieces of content, it's okay for a couple of pieces to be around your product. That's fine. But make the majority around changing people's beliefs about positioning you as the authority. And over time, you're gonna see that the, the more people that are gonna be interested are gonna to come to you in that sort of wave. So. Um, so I love, like, yeah. As always, thank you, thank you, Greg, and thanks everyone for watching and listening. Now, uh, where can we find you? Um,
1: probably the best place to find me is on LinkedIn. Just uh, do a search for Greg Roworth and you'll find me. Otherwise, um, my website, businessflightpath.com. If you want some uh, immediate uh, information, you can access that there uh, with some uh, short eBooks I've got, or even the longer book. Um, cracking the code Um, so yeah plenty of ways to learn more about really solving your problems rather than getting to know me first but uh, they're the first steps to take i think
0: awesome and uh, for me i'm on linkedin as well andy marmont or our website is concurve.com.au so thanks again you've watched you've been listening to and watching the accepted authority we'll see you next time bye